Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast on HBO Max. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Adam Sessler Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Joel Osteen Fortner. What's going on, man? Nothing, brother. Look, I'm going to get this out of the way because you sent me something the other day. Um, shout out to uh, motherfucking Booty is Bob and all the Booty is out there, motherfucking Rob Harden and everything else, you know what I'm saying? But it had to do with a, a prophet, Adonis. Um, yes. I got a, the article that you sent out. Uh, welcome, everybody. We'll, we'll get to what the show is real quick, but I just want to do some house cleaning real quick for the tribe. Not even house cleaning. That's not what it is, but I just want to talk about it um, as a reminder because it been, it's been a good thing to remember. But Adonis apparently in 1995 created a religion called Andonology based on. I think so, like uh, Andonology. An yeah, Andonology based on an uh, angel coming down from the skies, a curvaceous angel giving him a vision to say that a religion needed to be created for curvaceous, curvaceous women. And you know what? I'm happy about that. I'm you know happy I'm about that. Stated, you know what I'm saying? To all our Buddhists out there, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit... I mean, I feel like that's just a difference. It's like Catholicism and Protestantism, you know what I'm saying? You can't really... It's a different denomination, Lutheran and Baptism. You know what I'm saying? As far as, as, as the Buddhism goes, you know what I'm saying? As a reminder to, to the people that, that fuck with it to bring it back. Uh, it, it's got the three yogis. You know what I'm saying? The THC, Suckle of Life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Spirit of Charity, Humbleness. You know what I'm saying? All the things. It, yeah, it's not just about lust, baby. It's about the love. It's about bringing it together. It's about everything coming together like booty cheeks, you know what I'm saying, and the representation of such and things like that. So, I mean, no disrespect. And 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 it, it was coming down. I think that it, it came out, if Andonology started in 96, then Buddhism started between, like 95, good run 97, and we're in the world of 2020 now. You know what I'm saying? So so what, is that, what does that mean? Is that like, is that like the part of the denomination? Is that like how Catholicism split? Or is it more of a just a like Buddhism and or Buddhism and uh Hinduism? I, I wanna say it's the latter. I wanna say it's the latter. That feels like it's it's two thought concepts in the same vein taking different different paths to a to a different degree. I wanna say it's the latter. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Not like the Catholicism Lutheran church like split because in that in my mind that was like violent and angry but like the hindu buddhism thing is like peaceful like nah we're all here for the same reason like we're all here for the same i ain't trying to excommunicate you in the middle of my medieval war and like crusader kings 3 where all of a sudden i don't have the pope's backing and that dude tries to murder my wife um what a weird time what a weird time so yes i think the peaceful divergence and coalition is how this really is in my perspective at least 
And I Unless you want to go man. to war, if you want to go to war, I'll go no, to war no, with no, you. No, 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 man. I, I, I see, and all, and we in this, we in this thing together, like booty cheeks. You know what well, I'm saying? you see and what I'm saying? I'll try to talk you out of it, but if you want to go to war, we'll go to war together. I, I'll uh, always ride right. with that. I mean, such is the tribe, but that's not what we represent. And if you want to get to check out a Buddhism is my religion shirt, which was created, a uh, fan created shirt, and represented. Yes. I love you can check that out on T Public. We just fucking around. Welcome to the show. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let. Uh, oh yeah. How you doing, brother? Let's get that out. There. Man, I am good. I am very, very sleepy, so it may be a little bit outside crazy today because uh, I got about five hours of sleep last night because my dog decided to have a little, little, little stomach ache issue on the new carpet. So waking up to that and then having to clean that stuff up. I think I Facetimed you on my way to Lowe's this morning, where I was just, oh like, yeah, or on my way back from Lowe's, where I was like, ah. Uh, brand new iPhone user. Yeah, I think I FaceTimed you. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that in there, man. I switched, dude. I switched. I went to the dark side, bro. I had to. I got the there blue is. one. Ooh. On accident. I asked for the black one, but he gave me the blue one, and me and him were both colorblind, apparently, because when I got home, my wife was like, you didn't get the black one. That's blue. And I was like, it so looks black cats? to me. Huh? I said, <laughs> we're cats. Yes, apparently so. <laughs> oh, it's iPhone. Got it now I can see where it's blue in here, but for some reason I couldn't see that it was blue in the store. It doesn't matter, man. I'm glad you got it. And, and haven't you felt? Haven't you felt a little bit uh, guilty about enjoying dealing with it a little bit more than you anticipated with your Android brain? Yes, I feel like I, I literally got it, and then I immediately went. Yeah, this is way better. This is there's something about the screen and the simple simplistic nature of it. And I don't know. The only thing I had to do though, because I I mean Samsung went that way anyway. I had to get that little adapter to plug in headphones to because I use wired headphones during the week for work. So it's like I had to have those. Uh but that adapter was nine bucks or something like that. Like it really wasn't nothing. And then on top of that, like I finally I, I I even felt bad because I was like, I'm going to order a custom case. So I went online to this thing called Caseable where you can upload your own image. And I got the, the, the final, uh, one of the final panels from the comic series Invincible printed on the back. And it's going to look fire as hell. And I'm, I feel bad. I feel like I treated my Android phones like crap for so many years. And my iPhone, I'm like, mm, it's precious. It needs to stay in its place. I don't need to drop it. And, Welcome to the Steve Jobs cult, man. Um, it's anyway, real. It's real. So, like, I'm excited about the idea you threw out today because I have totally forgot about, you know, what was upcoming, and you brought it back to my attention. I mean, we I don't even think we think we hadn't talked about Game Awards this year. This has been a weird year. But I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. If you're new to the show, every week uh, me and Brian get together. We talk about video games. We do a t- either the uh, round table like we talk about what we've been playing we talk about the news a round table of some sort or the fucking square rectangle table because it's me and fucking brian but we can call it a round table still because the tribe has such a great influence or we do like a top seven or whatever the fuck we want um this week we will be talking about the g4 reunion the g4 reunion that's what we're going to be talking about this week that's what that's that's the that's the big news. Talk a little bit about that. Some of the memories of G four. Talk about the upcoming like 
I, I I'll talk about that a little bit later because I got chills specifically on one part because G Force coming back. It's coming back as an online presence and a television network, which I'm pretty excited about in a kind of big, huge way. So we'll get into that a little bit. Well, it is something I think we're going to play some homage to. Yeah, for, for several reasons, just in appreciation <laughs> or whatever, and just. We just this a hey, this is the pre Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven episode after the holidays before the holidays people is it with a lot of weird shit going yes. on so again uh, this one shout out Shanice thank y'all for listening at this point if you made it this far we really appreciate it <laughs> we really uh, but do. I mean yeah we're gonna do the what we've been playing and some news however the fuck that goes and then get into some G four conversation how that ties in but a morale yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get to that, I just want to say if you do want more Skip the Tutorial in your life, you can hit us up at patreon.com backslash sttpod where we post an additional episode every week. And that additional episode comes at the cost of a cup of coffee a month. A month at five bucks a month, you get more of our beautiful voices. You get to hear us talk uh, even crazier and unedited over there. Um, I literally don't edit those shows, Todd. Those Patreon shows go up as is. So that's a lie. You just lied on air. And <laughs> oh, I, I have know, edited I mean, those your, before. Your voice is kind of pretty soothing, sir. Uh, it is. I don't know, but I think <laughs> I, I forgot feel, that I, I, I did edit one of those. Test. Yeah, you did. It was the gay Chinese thing every time. And I wasn't meaning it in a derogatory way, and I felt some type of way because you don't never cut out me saying nigga, nigga. So I was just like, it's okay for me to say Chinese gay, white gay, black gay, gay gay, double gay, happy gay, sad gay. Welcome to the show. Skip the tutorial. Number one on HBO Max. I love lesbians. I love beautiful lesbians. Uh, But yes, uh, join us over at patreon.com backslash sttpod. For your chance to enjoy more of our beautiful, beautiful voices. Our soothing, soothing voices. That's how it is. Um, I think they're soothing. I listen to our show to fall asleep sometimes. Is that like, is that completely narcissistic? Is that what that is? Look, we've had the, the Caligula discussion. Like, you have the biggest heart of any man I've ever met in a lot of ways. Like, you will do... When we, we, you'll do, you'll give your shirt on, off your back to somebody that you care about. But you also, there's a Caligula aspect about a hundred percent. Want like, I do want people to rub my feet down while I play the Switch. Right. <laughs> Feed me grapes while I play Mario Odyssey. Just because they were rubbing your feet wouldn't mean that you were having sex with them. I didn't mean that. <laughs> you might have to cut this whole thing. Just I may have to. to. I may you have might, to. Like, like some of this, you could just bleep it though. Don't cut it. Just bleep it. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I like that. Put the bleep over it. That's even better. Okay, I got an idea for that. Or just cut it like however you feel. Whatever's easier for you. Okay. But anyway, man. Anyway, um, this already going too far. Probably already <laughs> lost seven listeners. Um, I don't know. We keep gaining people. We must be doing something. The numbers something are right. rising. The numbers are rising. Coronavirus, as the meme goes. Um. But yes, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing this week. We're going to get into some news. And we're going to talk about that G4 special and talk about the memories behind G4. I guess I will start this week. This week's segment's going to be a little bit shorter because me and you both kind of been on a repeat cycle here. More Animal Crossing. More island building. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I need tips. I need island codes. I need to go look at other builds to see what I can do. And I have a question for the Animal Crossing people out there. 
I refuse to Google this, so I'll just ask the question on the show. If I build a house for guests somewhere, eventually, or citizens of the island, if I want to move that house and edit where that location is, can I? Because I put some, I I don't anticipate, I didn't anticipate having streets and bridges later on, but it looks like it's going that way. And some of the house placement doesn't make sense. So I just need to know if I can move those houses. So answer me back, please. Uh, Monster Hunter, been more on that. I finally hooked up my Switch to my nice monitor, and I love it. And now I never want to leave my game room. That's where I am, unless I'm taking a nap. Um, that's or me and my wife are watching girlfriends in the living room. That's where I'm at right now. You're watching girlfriends. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. It's funny. It's it's funny. It's, don't judge me. I like that show. <laughs> it's a good show. It's enjoyable. Tracy Ellis Ross is funny. She's funny. She's a funny lady. Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. She got a fat ass. Speaking of bootyism, all <laughs> hell, Tracy Ellis Ross. No there's, disrespect intended. I do not mean that. But Tracy Ellis Ross got a fat ass. Yeah, there's Ooh, a Lord. Ooh, there's there, there's some really good things to that show. Let me just put it Man, like that. She got a fat ass. Jesus. <laughs> this is one of those recordings that I love. Um, seriously, this is my favorite kind of show. This is. It's good. <laughs> all right man all right, all right monster man, hunter right. yeah man yeah sorry we both got a little distracted there uh but monster hunter been back onto that uh monster hunter generations ultimate on the switch um and then i've been back on Yakuza a little bit uh not a little bit a lot of bit. that game dude that game gets crazier and crazier and cr- like the more they add in the less I'm probably going to call it my game of the year because it's just a whole lot. Like maybe there should be some subtlety in there, but I do love it. I I still love it. It's just, they keep, it's cute at first when they're, when they're doing the love to like Pokemon and Dragon Quest and stuff like that. But when they keep adding more and more, I will tell you there's a mission. There's a submission where the cops want you to catch a guy who's pissing in the river and it's called a golden shower. And it's one of the, it's just a bizarre mission. It's just a bizarre concept of like, you finally find this guy pissing in the river and you literally beat the living crap out of him. And it's just a really, like, they just go a little bit. There's too much. Does that make sense, Todd? There's almost nah, man, too much. Listen, bro, I'm so glad you said that as my as my friend and my brother and my pie family and my family for real, because I was really close to being like, man, fuck Yakuza. You were too excited about that shit. I looked it up myself, and I like I was like I was just gonna be like an asshole about it. But you just I, I just love you. See, well, it's like the more I play it, and I love the main story, but it gets a little too silly at times for me. I mean, I I like silliness, but and don't get me wrong, there are places where they balance the silliness with serious storytelling very well, and it's a it's a feat that they pull off. But then there's other times where it just kind of feels out of place and a little bit too much. So I do have some genuine criticisms about that. Um, I do say as much as I love the battle system and the aspect of like buying kind of the silly weapons and stuff like that, it does get to a point where it's almost like I do want to put it on auto battle, which is something I never want to do. Just especially in turn based, I like to select it and do what I need to. But it's because it's like, uh, 
it's like the grind with any RPG where they're just all over the place. Um, all the enemy encounters and stuff. And I still enjoy it and I'm loving it and I'm addicted to the main story, if you will. But I'm less engaged with some of the side content in the game than I was in the very beginning. So if, if that makes sense, it's, it's lost a couple of points with me just because of some of that where like it's, it's like when you go to Vegas for the first time, it's all this bright and beautiful lights and it's awesome and stuff and you love it. But then after a couple of days, you're like, okay, I'm, two or three days in Vegas is all I need. See, I don't I need to be here man, a week. All that, all that titty dream talk that I talk about, the two places I have not been is Las Vegas and Miami. But, I uh, love Las Vegas, man. I do, yeah. but like two or three days is max. Like it's just too much after a while. Like you can have way too much of something. You need something more grounded sometimes. Now, I did want to ask you this: Is some of your back, you know, just? I, I, well, now let me not say that because it sounds like you're just making a critical, like, perspective. Like I can't even fucking talk. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But yeah. like you just looking at it, you've gotten a little bit further into it, and a little bit of the shine has come off. But is this also a part of a little bit of Dewey envy? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Are you sure? I'm sure. You sure it's not a little Dewey envy? I'm sure. I'm 100%. Because, I mean, Dewey looks like he's having a hell of a grand time playing Hyrule. I know. That's I mean, like a... I wasn't going to play that game, and then I see all the stuff he's posting, and I'm like, I kind of want to play that game. That looks good. Um, that's typically not my style of game either. I'm not a huge fan of that that subgenre of gaming. Um, Dynasty Did Warriors. You notice 2. how the sun just hit my face perfectly. Though, yes, yes. I was like, I mean. you know what you need to do? You need to take a selfie with your iPhone camera because it's the perfect lighting. <laughs> I've right, turned man. into a basic white bitch. I can't help it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> what I was gonna say is now there's some critical aspects to the game that I do have. Um, it's still a lot of fun but some of the silliness it was almost like uh, here's the best comparison i have for it todd it doesn't go as extreme as this comparison but saints row 4 while it's fun in the beginning some of that silliness can undermine it can undermine the intent and the dramatic nature of the main story um you know the characters themselves are still very like they're definitely within that world and they're living within that rule set that the world's applied. And it's a lot of fun to hear those conversations and to see this kind of brotherhood take shape, um, between these characters, between your party members. But sometimes the silly or the jokes that come are, they're at the sacrifice of good character development and good story development. And I will always have a criticism for that. There's a place for humor and there's a place for comic relief and there's a place where the balance and maybe it's a translation thing because, you know, this game is primarily it's a Japanese developer it was originally in Japanese. Maybe it's a translation for some of that where it doesn't play as well with the story beats as it would in an American or a Western story, because if you ever watch Japanese cinema, their story structure has a tendency to just be a bit different. They don't always follow the three-act rule. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, but, you know, we'll find out. I'm going to binge play the rest of it this week before Cyberpunk comes out because I do want to finish it. I'm intrigued by where the story's going. So I do want to finish it. And it could lose points or gain points just depending on how they wrap it up because I remember Judgment had some of the similar situ situations, but the last half of that story was so focused and so good that... It was absolutely a killer game for me. 
Um, so we'll see where it goes. But yes, that's what I've been playing this week. Oh, last thing too. Uh, Tim Tim has updated a couple times and I got back on that and I wish Tim Tim was going 1.0 this year because that would definitely make my top seven, but I can't include it cause it's still early access. So Tim Tim all the way, Tim Tim's the, it's never going to be the Pokemon killer they want it to be. Uh, but if you were disappointed with sword and shield and you have steam, I highly recommend playing Tim Tim. So that is all I've got. What have you been playing, sir? I just been playing Valhalla, man. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been consuming all my gaming time at like trying to race before Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven comes up and it takes all my time. Um, literally haven't been playing anything else other than that on the PC, and it's been a grand experience. I haven't been I've been taking my time with it in a sense, but it's been driving me through, bro. Like from silly shit, just like roaming around and starting a disturbance with the drunk citizen. That's probably my favorite one. I really am. I really, you know how it's I am. like Red I Dead like Two starting to brawl. Sticky. Yeah, uh, not not quite as detailed. Red Dead Two that was fucking great game. Um, but in a different way. Uh, but yeah, I just I've literally just been playing that, and I'm glad I got it on PC because I finally made the decision. I'm, I'm probably I'm gonna get the hard copy from. I'm gonna see if collect. There's a collector's edition at Best Buy just because of the fucking zombie apocalypse that we've been living in and i think cyberpunk 2077 especially after seeing the uh city maps on there and shit like that like it reminded me so much of witcher 3 where i'm like i'm the same way as you like i can try to binge watch it but it comes a binge play assassin's creed with with cyberpunk coming out in four days i think it's just gonna be my rotation honestly for some time yeah valhalla i said i i I don't want to get into too much detail because i could get 10 more hours into it and be like okay I've had enough especially when when I get distracted but I really feel like I'm gonna have a an experience where if Origins if me like I told my girl last night I was like okay uh if Origins and Valhalla had a baby it would be like our baby that's how I'm starting feeling about yeah Valhalla so far I can dig it makes any sense you know you you know on a person you know me on a personal level I'm talking like we're not recording a fucking show right now but that that's how I'm feeling about Valhalla so far. But keeping in mind, I'm a Assassin's Creed fan. Keeping in mind, it's that PC groove where you get on a game and it's just different because it's on PC. I got the Logis on and the whole experience is different. I got my yeah. lights set up and I'm just cooling in my vibe on Valhalla on PC, period. So that's pretty much it. I mean, to me so far, it's a strong 9 out of 10 game, period. Like I can feel that. In every way, from combat to graphics to gameplay to the story, it's the little subtleties in it. Like I did one mission where uh, one of the <laughs> one of the protagonists or whatever said after it was over something about how much he enjoyed the gore of battle and the smell of men shitting themselves <laughs> or something. All that, like it was just like little subtle things like that. I was like, I fucking love this game. The dual weapons is fun. Yeah. Man. Um, where you could choose the shield, like the weight bear, bear, like if if it's a heavier shield, it's gonna slow you down and take away your stamina. Like I can see how that would annoy some people. Stamina bars generally do annoy me. Me, I think it's generous enough in the gameplay. The actual mechanics of everything are simple enough. It's easy enough where it doesn't bother me. I can move through the game, and it's just more so about uh the interest in portions of Norse culture and uh, I mean and it's not like these games are real again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're they're based in some things 
I think some of the shit is more real than the shit that they try to teach us in school. Uh, or they try to teach us in school in a way. I think it's or at least as an imaginative as imaginative. Um, if you want to go that route, but I could, I mean, I could go on and on about Valhalla, man. I'm still enjoying it. I'm glad I purchased it. It's really nothing else out right now that I'd rather be playing leading up into, um, motherfucking Cyberpunk 2077, especially since we don't have a PS5. But that's the reason why I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go ahead and get Cyberpunk on, on PS4. Yeah. Um, so that way they don't kind of, you know, cut it to each other's time. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I went with the PC one for Cyberpunk, but I feel like it's it's gonna be one of those things where you you talking about Valhalla. It's gonna be one of those games that I'm like, yeah, I need to play this. Like the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, ah, I can't wait. Like I I can't wait for some downtime between. But Cyberpunk coming out, like who knows? Cyberpunk could be that game that we talk about until March. We're just like, did you do this? Did you do this? That's a, I'm, I, I don't plan. I mean, what other games are on? I mean, look, the games I already got. I was looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with PlayStation Five and just upgrade shit. I'm like, I'm not bullshitting. I'm gonna be one of those six percent of people that'll pop in on Marvel when they release new content. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be one of you know. With Anthem 2.0 comes out, I'm gonna spend a lot of time with that shit. Um. The only new new games I'm excited about aren't even really new. It's probably going to be, and I know we probably should have just cut into news directly, but the new the remake with Mass Effect coming out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to have a bunch of RPG-style games, action yep. RPGs, that, I mean, that pretty much is life <laughs> at that point. That's it. I mean, the only, the only game that I'm excited about coming up in the next three to four months is March Monster Hunter Rise for the Switch, which is the next in the Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, I mean, I'm more excited. Like, they got stuff coming up on the Games Pass this month that I've been wanting to play for a while. Man, I might have to get rid of Game Pass. We might as well just cut the news thing somewhere else and just get straight into the news. I might have to get rid of Game Pass. That's how, that's how I'm truly valuing. I think coming up soon, I'm going to really be able to start really, really putting a perspective on value versus yeah you know what i'm saying like like how much value am i really getting out of it nah man i mean that's 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 the question you got to ask yourself i thought about cutting netflix just because i'm like it's going up again in price from 17 to 17.99 a month from whatever plan i'm on I don't watch it that much but like some of the stuff i do watch like the witcher cobra kai you know, but that's like once in a blue moon. Office, which is my primary thing that I watch on Netflix, is coming over to Peacock. Um, and I've been using that app a lot more lately because I've been like watching like the King of Queens on there and stuff. Like, I mean, so that's really where it's going to get my money at. Uh, Games Pass, I'm still going to keep, but I've been needing to get rid of a lot of stuff. Like I got that anime subscription that I ain't been using and HBO Max has a ton of anime on it. So it's like now it's time to start like thinking about what I'm going to be cutting on there. Um, I signed up for AMC Plus for Shutter because they included Shutter with it, but I may get rid of the AMC Plus too. So who knows? But we got Apple TV for for a year, which I'm not going to use because that crap's. I looked on there. There's one thing on Apple TV. There's two things on Apple TV I wanted to watch: the Banker that one, and then the uh, the Beastie Boys documentary. So. That's really that's really where I'm at with it. You want to get in the news? 
That's what yes. we've been playing. By the way, Tribe, we've been talking about what we've been playing. How about this? What you've been playing Wednesdays? Every Wednesday, we'll post in the Tribe, the Facebook, the Discord, whatever. What you've been playing where you guys can just talk about what you've been playing. Um, so I'll start putting those questions out there on social media. Let me, let me, let me, let me do this while we're thinking about it. And I'm going to set a calendar appointment in my iPhone because it's so simple to use and set a calendar reminder in my iPhone. Um, I'm sorry. I'm part of the Steve Jobs cult now. I see what people were talking about. Um, all right, let's get into the news. News theme. News theme. <laughs> news theme. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Champagne Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. There it is. Here's your news theme. I guess we could talk about up up top about what's coming to Games Pass in December. Um, so coming to Android, the Android streaming app that they've got out, Rage Two, Control, Monster Sanctuary, Gang Beast, uh, Super Hot, Slime Rancher, Ukulele, Yes Your Grace, Greedfall, Call of the Sea. Um, that's all that's coming to Android console. You got control monster sanctuary, gang beast, super hot slime rancher, ukulele, yes, your grace, Greedfall, call of the sea, Haven unto the end, dragon quest 11, doom eternals coming to PC. It's already there. Valhalla is coming to PC. That's a different Valhalla <laughs> and starbound is coming to PC. Um, and so the only things not coming to PC are Slime Rancher, Rage 2, Control Monster, Sanctuary, Gang Beast, and Super Hot Mind Control. So they got a good selection. I'm excited about Control. I've been wanting to play it. I thought about buying it. Now it's going to be on the the console games pass, so I'm going to fire up my console after this and install it. This is why I'm thinking of Valhalla is so good to me. Yes. That's why I'm thinking about getting rid of Game Pass if it's just going to be an additional expense. And let me explain this. And it was sacrilegious to say this. Like, if I already have Steam and Epic, uh, like, it's, it's already, I already have Epic Game Launcher. I already got, um, Steam. And I could purchase some shit when I want to purchase it as opposed to a monthly subscription. Yep. And we do the show. Like, I have control. I pay, I, I played six. Maybe six, maybe not, maybe that, maybe six hours of control. It's still, I, I own it. Greedfall, great game. Three hours, four hours into that game, maybe. Like, I could not, it's just, I don't have enough time, a lot of times to, you know, even play all these motherfucking games like I would like. And that's why I say we got to skip through the bullshit real value. Yep. Not to knock it, or like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? But because it, it's just like a lot of games right now that are coming out, even Rage 2. As much as I, I think it's nice to play it because it's free, but when I now when I got a good PC game, like I got enough good PC games, I don't get a chance to play. That's so it. I, like I still need to spend more time with Tony Hawk. I bought that flat out. I still need to spend like I'm gonna spend time with Valhalla. Period. Like that's the game I keep going back to until I'm a I'm that one. I'm gonna probably end up fucking beating like that because I, I really yeah. do. I want to see. I want to get Thor's hammer. I'm sure that shit's in there. Like, oh, you know I, you it know, is. All that other kind of shit. So 
uh, that's going to be probably my type of year. It's going it's going to have to be a different focus this year for me anyway. Um, another reason why I'm glad you brought up the G4 topic and we can air some of that shit out. But uh, not to say I'm going to necessarily get rid of it, but I'm just being honest. It was the first time that I even thought about it because I was like, well, damn, I'm not even going back to Rage 2. And they really haven't offered an experience that by the time by the time they get it as a game of a fan, I probably already got it. Or I'm like it hadn't been I'm trying to think of one example right now where I really, really was like, okay, Game Pass, if it wasn't for Game Pass, I really, really wouldn't have played this extraordinary game. I have two. I have two examples for me. Wasteland three. I wouldn't have bought. I wouldn't have paid sixty dollars to play that because I never played any of the Wasteland games before that. I enjoyed my experience with it, and I loved Wasteland Three. And then King uh, Crusader Kings Three, which has a huge chance of being my game of the year, just because of what that did to my brain and how much I like that style of game. But I wouldn't have ever played Crusader Crusader Kings Three just for that reason, um, unless it was free, you know, or not free, but you know what I mean. Unless it was part That's of the fair. subscription service, uh, which I enjoyed. But you're right, because I look a lot at the Xbox stuff because they just threw up um, Dragon Quest Eleven on there. And I reinstalled it, even though I've already played it on PS4. Uh, I almost said PS5, but I ain't got a PS5. Uh, <laughs> not yet. But I, I threw that. Hey, the sugar mama, man. <laughs> I installed it immediately. I installed Dragon Quest immediately because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play this on PC. I'm, I'm definitely, because I like that game so much. Um, but that is one of those things where it's like, it all comes down to like the balance and economy of your time, your energy, and your money. Like it's a, it's a fair balance to really assess. We don't have all the time in the world. If well, I had all the time. really gravitate to. Yeah. With, with the type of gaming yeah. that you want to spend. Like I forgot, I'm going to probably still get 2K. I never like getting the, especially first generation crossbreed sports games yeah. since like 96 but like like you said it is i didn't mean to cut you off you no 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 i mean to expound upon it does it does what you gravitate to because i spent more time this year probably on my switch playing animal crossing in the last couple of weeks and monster hunter you know like those are games i like games that i can continually come back to on a regular basis and it's it's never ending, and I can just like pick it up for a couple of hours and then put it back down. I'm just fair warning people, man. This might be the year of Skyrim for me, and I'm yep. doing that in the sense of when Skyrim came out, I played Skyrim, I played Skyrim, yep, and I played 2K. Well, that's what the fuck I played for like a long time, and I had my PSP, maybe play some random shit like God Eater or some shit on there, but other than that, I was playing the fuck out of, of the Skyrim. In 2K, this might be that year. I got Valhalla on PC for a minute. That's going to take 50 hours. I might run through that a little bit quicker than I'm even realizing as far as main story. So maybe maybe so. Cyberpunk, if it's halfway as good as I'm hoping that it's going to be, bro, might be that year. Yeah, Cyberpunk might be that. I mean, that's how it may be for me and you both. Because, look, you got two Monster Hunter games coming out on the Switch in 2021. And when Monster Hunter World hit, easily put two to three hundred hours into that thing like those i like those types of games though i like when you can get addicted to a certain play style like you're saying with skyrim when skyrim came out i played skyrim 
when Breath of the Wild came out, I played Breath of the Wild. And that was it. That's what I was playing. Five, six, seven hours a night. Breath of the Wild. Let's do this. When Monster Hunter came out, that's what I did with that. I mean, there's just... Sometimes you don't... If you can find that game that you get repeated value over and over again, that's... Those are gems, in my can opinion. I make, can I make a character with a fat ass like Tracy Ellis Ross on Cyberpunk twenty seventy? <laughs> I think so. I think so. You can do whatever you want. It's Cyberpunk. You, dude, I'm getting so excited. I watched a Watch Mojo or a Mojo Plays video about the things you need to know about Cyberpunk going into it. I wonder if somebody started looking up that don't know who Tracy Ellis Ross is. It's just like, he keep talking about Tracy Ellis Ross, fat ass. Go look up Tracy Ellis Ross. And then, yeah, just probably put fat ass in there, Tracy Ellis Ross. It's going to come up. Tracy Ellis Ross. My bad. No, but Cyberpunk, like, they were talking about just, like, the amount of stuff you could do in it. And they brought up what you said. They said there was some developer on Cyberpunk for CD Projekt Red who, who came out with a comment that he's played it for 117 hours and hasn't even come close to beating the main story. He just keeps getting distracted by everything that they did in the game. He's like, there's all these things to do. And they even said, like, they were quoted CD Projekt Red as saying, hey, you know the Witcher 3 subquests? Yeah, that was just bare bones to what Cyberpunk subquests are going to be like. Like, I'm like, you're, so you're just going to have, like, whole other stories? In it. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And then it's just like, you're not going to get the, you're going to have to grind your way up to the best cars, the best tech, and stuff like that, dude. I can't wait to create my own little, like, empire in that game. Like, that's what I want to do. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. I, I feel like we should, I'm talking about it a lot, and I, I, I haven't done a lot of research on it on purpose, but we probably, we're going to have to do some more. I don't, are we, we're not going to record, we're not going to record, uh, yeah, I had to look up Tracy Ellis, uh, Ross fat ass just to see, um, I don't think <laughs> the first images did it quite the amount of justice that it, that it is in its glory, but, uh, yeah. It, it, it's a single player RPG though, right? It's not like a cloud. Like I can't hop into your game. Or They're adding like multiplayer after launch. Yep, that was one of the things they talked about in the video. They're adding multiplayer after launch, post-launch multiplayer. So yes, it's dude. This is this is Ready Player One Oasis like come to life. To all they need to do is add VR to it, and I'm gonna be getting the credit card out to buy some PlayStation VR, PC VR. So I can engage in that reality. Like, you want to talk about escapism? Let me get lost in a whole other world for hours and hours and hours on end. I wonder if you have multiple players, characters, because I have to. Have, like, I kind of wonder thing, too. My female character in Valhalla is dope, but I'm I'm gonna go hardcore. Like I'm gonna try to really create like whatever weird, stupid image you know that I want to project out. You know what I'm saying? But is he's gonna be a nigga probably with goals or some shit like tattoos? You know, whatever. But can I also create a Tracy Ellis fat ass character that's as well? What, that's what Derek used to do in uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and he would just like he would just troll dudes hitting on him. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I wouldn't do that because I think it's creepy and fucked up. I mean, uh, it is. Like, it would, is, but it's... I would actually probably be the uppity one that uh, they'll whistle at and be like, man, I'm a whole dude. I just wanted to look at Tracy, Tracy Ellis' fat ass while I play this game for 18 hours. That's all I wanted in life. That's all I wanted. Man, you remember when Skyrim and Breath of the Wild, where it would just be like, you'd start playing it, and the entire day would just 
that would be it. You'd be like, did I eat yet? Oh, lose complete track of time. Lose all time. Cat character, character just so I could to run through it so I could see at night. Next thing you know, it's like it's been eleven fucking hours, and I, I mean, I'm, yeah. just, I'm surrounded by either bags of chips or like whatever the fuck I was drinking and whatever. But but yeah, complete kind of immersion. That's what I business. want. Again, like you know what I'm saying. I think that's why it's like how we kind of getting into it now. Fuck it. I think it's a good lead in because we might as well talk about it now. I mean, I know we talk about G4 and shit, but I mean, Cyberpunk 2077, I'm going to say it again. You know what I'm saying? It's coming out in four days. And I think it's just going to be dope. Uh, but I also think I've been, we've been staying away from it because we've been trying to keep the the expectations. Yeah. Like, like mild. I want them to be mild. Right. Because, I mean, I've told you, man, I'm talking that shit. But it's not like I got into The Witcher immediately. It took some time. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't, I want to get into motherfucking cyberpunk and automatically just be like, all right, I understand why y'all chose first person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not staring at my character's ass. Yeah, you're going to be in first person. But the thing that we forgot about, and I forgot about this because we covered this when we watched the hour long video was everybody in the city, all of the NPCs are living their own lives. And that is mind-boggling. Like, they're like, they're not repeating. We're not copying, pasting. You could follow an NPC. Just pick a random NPC. You could follow them around all day, and they are just living their own life. They're just going... That is such a mind... Like That is like another level of like Matrix... Like in my brain, the world on a wire. Um, that game that's coming out um, with, or the movie that's coming out with Ryan Reynolds, where he plays the NPC, come to realization that he's an NPC in the game. Like that's something that it's just like it's mind-boggling to me. That so technology seventy-seven might save me some money this year. Yeah, like you're not lying. I'll be like cancel all the subscription services. Like, I, like I'll go back to it. Yeah. And to think that you still get this in a package of, because I pre-ordered it on Amazon Prime, and it was $50, so it was forty nine ninety nine. It was on sale $10 off. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm going to get that for 10 like, 50 bucks. That experience? That's where gaming comes into play. That's where the best value is for me. Because I can spend $50 on the game. Yakuza, for instance, I spent $50 on the game. However... I've already played that game for 39 and a half hours. And you start breaking that down by investment of my time. And it's like, yeah, 60 bucks. That's like, if I go to the movies or I rent a movie, it's an hour and a half. I pay 20 bucks to rent a movie on whatever right. prime. And you, I mean, and you don't, we don't have choices to go to the movies. That's why I got exactly. out of position at CNK. Uh, but at least I made up uh, a car. I made, made some money, baby. But no, uh, but yeah, man, we could go on and go on. We could keep going shit. on, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, I think that kind of leads into some other news that that you're excited about because you already own it. We kind of already did. We already talk about it. Am I? Am I? I'm sleepy too, man. Which one? Get some coffee. The HBO Max, man. Oh no, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. HBO Max announced, or Warner Brothers, excuse me, Warner Brothers announced recently that all of their slated movies for 20. 21 I can't believe I'm saying it's the year 2021 that's just that's just nuts um is coming to HBO Max 
for what they said 30 days while it's out i think the first 30 days it's going to be available to stream just directly on hbo max that's Hmm. incredible because i thought it was longer than that it may be longer than that yeah i think well and we'll have to double check somebody i'm sure can fact check it or whatever but I, I I don't think it's a permanent transition. I do it's not. They're just testing once, it for the year, right? So it'll be uh, the year, I think. But and the it's question a is, good way to compete with Netflix, Disney, Disney Plus. It's a smart move for HBO. I'm interested on what AT and T does, like the overall move with that with owning HBO. But that's a power move, at least for this year. I mean, that's a huge move because it's the idea is that once you go back. So the question is, is once you open up that path and you open up that business model and I'm assuming it's probably going to be huge. Can you stuff that thing back in there? That's the question. Can you, I don't know if you can, because I'm looking at everything that's coming up in the year 2021 from Warner brothers. You have the suicide squad remake or remake the next suicide squad, whatever, but it's being directed by James Gunn. L bro. And, and James Gunn, who made jokes about children, and <laughs> I was gonna shit. say James Gunn, the Suez or the Guardians of the Galaxy director, but I forgot about that one. Well, you you blank out my gay Chinese thing when I don't even mean harm, so I might as well bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fair, it's fair. Uh, but yes, yeah, Suicide Squad, uh, Mortal Kombat. The Matrix Four. It does still sound like you say combat. <laughs> it does. It's 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 my Southeast Texan. It's I can't help it. Um by the way, did you see that email from Rob? I gotta we'll read that thing at the end. That was beautiful. Rob, seriously, I know we don't always respond, but God bless I always take the time to read your emails because they're novels and they're hilarious. You need to write a book, Rob. You really do. Uh The Matrix Four, Dune. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, the next Conjuring movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the third Sherlock Holmes movie, Space Jam sequel, Black Adam, um, good lord, the Akira movie, I mean, it's just everything, dude. The Many Saints of Newark is coming, um, which I've never even heard of, but what... Like, that's huge, and it's starting... It's not even starting in 2021. It's starting on Christmas Day with Wonder Woman. They're like, hey, here's Wonder Woman for you guys. Here you mm. go. Wonder Woman Wonder 84. Wonder Woman. Speaking of that... I'll watch I'm that. Gonna, yeah, what? Who? Yeah. You know what I'm I talking mean, about? I'm going to watch Mulan tonight because it's free. Man. Disney just made that thing. free for streaming. So, I mean, it's it's like... Once you go to this model, what's why would you go back? You own... You own the outlet at this point. Well, you you will go back because you still can't recreate what it feels like to be in IMAX watching King Kong versus Godzilla. The problem is you can't recreate it, but safety issues. Well, not just safety issues. You can't recreate it, but my thought is is that as a studio head, if this model works, you're no longer having to lose the money that you were losing either for theater chains. Because technically they're paying for the movie itself, but you're still losing out on what could be potential huge numbers for your streaming service. Does that model work more where you base it on subscription service? Did Netflix prove that ultimately that having a subscription direct to like that just pays more in the end? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's gonna work. I think. I think it's gonna work. I mean, TVs are bigger and better, and everything. Yeah. You can create your own environment, but again, it, it's still. I mean, it doesn't make me happy that we're moving, losing theaters. That's literally. Oh, I area. agree. It's one of the only things that I like to do, and I do also think that in some form or fashion, theaters will still be around. But I think they'll be like around. A major, yeah, but this is a major blow. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I mean, humble opinion. We'll see. Agreed. But if I was a betting man. And you know, I only, you know, bet on a couple of things. I don't do craps and shit like that. Yep. But yeah, it's definitely gonna um I mean it's a major I, blow to theaters. It's 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 huge to I mean and they how you won't either. You know what I'm saying? I mean they got this whole like they tried this to a different degree with a different business format. You remember Movie Pass when yeah. that was around? Absolutely. They tried that with Movie Pass a little bit, but the problem was is that not they weren't always honoring it but now it's like you're taking the studios the studios are taking it directly out of theater chains hands yeah at this and point. That, that, that's going to increase the profit margin yeah automatically right there because you're not having to you know pay anybody else you, you take all the profit uh problem is again the theater experience is such an american tradition too well, it, and it, it's you can't recreate godzilla no King Kong on IMAX. You just can't do that. It's, I wouldn't it's, have, like, it's like getting rid of roller coasters completely. I watched King of the Monsters at home, right? Was it pretty good? Yeah. Was it as great as I remember it from the theater? No, because that's the kind of like movie that you need to see in a theater. Like to get the full blown experience of seeing Godzilla as big as he is. Like that's that's the reality. Like you're right, man. Like you can't recreate that particular experience i don't think i i still would have loved marvel's endgame avengers endgame had i seen it at home but it wasn't like going to the theater to see it being surrounded by people having that reaction i always laugh harder when i'm around people like and other people are laughing like i mean that's just there's the something joker about the community better the joker was way better in theory it was the first time i watched yep. it just because of like the eerie reactions of the folks around me. Now, with that said, though, it is like okay. The flip side, I am one of the. I mean, I bought Bloodshot when they did that thing and praying yeah. birds and shit, right? Okay, so like obviously, I'm also I'm talking that shit, and I'm like, I'm trying to. I'm you know, I think my sister gave me her HBO Max account. I know you wouldn't, just like you didn't give me. I would. Um. Good lord, yeah, I would, would give it you to would. you. I know, I know, I know. I'm just fucking. All you me. had to do was ask. I would have given you my login. Well, that, that the, hey man, hard times is coming. I might be eating out of brown bags, so let's put work. I got Hulu, it. HBO Max, Amazon Prime, whatever you need, bro. I got, I got all that. The only one I was missing is HBO Max because I was just being childish. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to see what I can. I, I won't get rid of Netflix. Nobody. I got Peacock. <laughs> I could give you my Peacock login. I still laugh every time I say the name for it. It still cracks me up. No, nah, but uh, I, I keep cutting off your point. What it, are you trying to like? What do you think long term again? Though you think this is gonna get? I don't think it's gonna get rid of theaters, but I think it is gonna be hard to put it back in the. It's know, like the work the from home situation. It's hard to put that back. It's hard to once you get people used to doing something or you give them convenience. It's like DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, like all that. Once the convenience is there and people see that it does work, they're going to want to keep doing that for, you know, as long as they can. Personally, 
I'm going to watch stuff like Dune at home. I'm not going to go to the theaters to see Dune. It's not... I love sci-fi movies, but I like to watch them at home. And especially when you're talking about these long two and a half hour, three hour movies, I don't always want to be in a theater. I got my vape at home. I got my snacks at home. I can sit there, drink a beer or two, not have to worry about traveling back and forth and stuff like that. But I'm also a home buddy. Like I'm generally a guy who likes to stay at home anyway. I don't like to go out that much. I, I get the every now and then I'll get the wild hair to like go and go to a video game shop or whatever, but I do most of my shopping on prime. I read most of my comic books online now. Um, even though occasionally I, I like to support my LCS. So I'll go up there and buy comics. Um, or in the pandemic, I was ordering from them and they were, you know, I was going to pick them up and stuff, but I think ultimately what we're going to see is you're right. I think theaters will still be around, but I think it's going to, I think you're going to see a dramatic number of in reduction of what movies come out to theaters. I think you're going to see a lot more movies hit streaming services. I think stuff like Wonder Woman, Fast and the Furious, those kind of big Godzilla movies. I think while those are going to streaming in 2021 and 2020, I think you're going to see those come back to theaters. But I think some of the smaller like Oscar run movies, stuff like that, you know, the stuff that not indie, but it's like the mid budget stuff like The Hunt that came out earlier this year. I think you're going to see a lot of that come directly to streaming personally. I'm going to just, again, we, we talking in theory. I'll go back to what I know Warner Brothers stated, and they specifically confirmed that this is a pandemic-related situation yes, that they will exactly. only be doing for a year. Yeah. I think I think that once they see those profit margins, I think you're going to see them start to figure it out yeah and i I think it's going to be like mid-budget stuff that you will probably see on streaming and i think the high-end stuff the stuff that you know is going to make bank at the box office the superhero movies the final or the fast and furious too as well this is just warner brothers doing this exactly it's just warner brothers right now disney made a good i think you made a good comparison as far as like the work from home thing like right like once you see this you know, um, there's going to be a good mass of people that they can benefit from. Yeah. But it also goes to the point where you can't, no matter how much you try, you can't recreate a certain experience as well exactly. that was there before that actually there's a give and take with everything. Exactly. You're not going to be able to recreate like just the overall, like, yeah, it might have been more comfortable in certain instances, but when you look at it, like how much more memorable where some instances versus the others like oh 100 percent walking out of the matrix the for the first time was probably one of the most memorable movie experiences i was by myself whatever that i and you know that pacific I've ever had. rim for me right the first know, time the, i saw that in theaters absolutely like beautiful the robert power downey rangers Jr. movie robert downey jr sherlock holmes with my family over christmas yeah um now it's like i say now it's a give and take with that whole thing yeah i don't think I don't think they'll just fully get rid of the big screen. No. They're not going to fully think, get rid of it. I think it'll it. actually yeah. be reversed. I think it'll actually be more like some of the larger films, like you said, with the And I think you'll see them. I'll, I think you'll see those larger movies. You remember in the 90s when movies would run for a long time? I think you're going to start seeing that where movies like the larger budget stuff, as long as they're turning a profit, they're going to keep those movies running for a little bit longer. Because they don't have the movie slated to replace them. 
So I think you're going to see those movies maybe make larger and longer theater runs. And especially with, is it Cinemark right now is the only one that's, are they the only theater chain that's really thriving, or not even thriving, but they're surviving at this point? AMC was having issues, weren't they? Yeah, they both are really, um, they both are. But I mean, it's a long-term play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's a, it's a uh, test. But I mean, they were, they were, this, look, it's just like a lot of industries, just like a lot of restaurants that's not going to reopen again. It, like you said earlier, too, it's a, it's a lot of shifts in business that's out there. We Square. To Square Enix. They just announced that every employee's work from home from now on. Permanently. That's a right. game developing company. Right, 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 right. It's a I don't big know shift. It had to do with the uh, movie right there, but I understand what you No, mean. it's just it's a like shift in the industry, the thought process. And it's right, a right, shift right. everywhere. Right, and it's because it's that type of industry you know what i'm saying and it's a good thing but again like like i said for me with the person since we're talking about the work from home i also think this is a good correlation with what's going to happen with movies i never said i wanted to be locked in my house the whole time not the whole time regardless right i'm kind of the bearer of broke worlds it's like all right well i want to go outside every now and then i gotta force myself to go outside because you can talk about homebody and not go anywhere like i'm I was a pimp and then go to Vegas. Like I ain't like going nowhere. I'm very selective. I don't go on cruises and no shit like that. I don't yeah. go out to restaurants like talking about fucking with people at no bars. I don't even fuck with my family enough. But it's certain. So in light of that, it's like okay, well, the things I do force myself out to do go to the movies. If I go to work a couple of days a week and you know that socialize with people that way or whatever, and then had an option to work from home or have a shorter work period week option because yeah. I mean. If you're working from home even more than you were before over time, how much more sustainable is that? Like, if you have more options to everything and you're overstimulated, how much can you enjoy what you enjoyed the way you did before and separate things? So I think, it, I don't know, it's a slish and slosh of a lot of fucking yeah. new world things, and we'll see how it turns out at the end. But I'm excited specifically right now in the middle of a pandemic where the movie theaters are closed to have the option to see the movies and in either it's like a great experience either way either way like right i mean 2020 is the year that all of our worlds shrunk down i mean my 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 world specifically went from an hour-long commute now me personally as far as work from home i want to work from home for good that's that's just me but that's because of the nightmarish commute that's all that is. I don't like that commute. But going in the office every now and then, going to big meetings, socializing with people. I don't order Amazon Fresh anymore. I go to the grocery store mostly to get out of the house for a minute. And I go to Walmart specifically because Walmart's the only store in my area that's managed to keep people under control. Like they have they have their stuff on lock, at least in my Walmart they do. But it is. It's like I like to get out with my dog and go walking. And you're right. We have to force ourselves out of the house every now and then. Well, and that, that's what I'm saying. My thing is I like to be agile and survive in an uncertain world. Yes, absolutely. Period. Yeah. And sometimes that can lead to uncomfortability that I may not have planned for short term for long term goals. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, because like at first. And don't get me like I'm not not appreciative of being able to work from home forever if that's at all possible. But I, I'm just not under any delusion right now that I know 
exactly what my life is going to be in exactly. the next years. So I got to move with how I got to move based on the information that I'm given with. Like right now, like you have the choice to go to the movies or the release. I'm going to stay home and watch the movies, of course. Me too. It's right. easy. It's it's literally right there. Click play and plus, I'm there. Plus, really, it's the, mon- it's the money portion of it. Why would mm. I go... Why would I go spend sixty dollars when I could get a free subscription? Like on my big ass TV, I got more TVs in here than I need. You <laughs> Me and you saying? both, I, man. I, like, but the news—I I mean, it's not. <laughs> we're gonna lead into this, and we finally get into G four. I appreciate y'all for listening at this point. Hopefully, we bring yeah. some value to you. Uh, but yeah, like I'm—I'm gonna end my perspective on this. You know, I've been joking about it, uh, investments in for a minute because I'm old, and we'll talk about the uh, G four thing. But when uh, they announced that Warner Brothers, the one Warner Brothers was going to release that shit on HBO, I instantly cashed out on my AMC. I had already cashed out my AMC stock, reinvested to the to the uh, Cinemark, but I started cashing out. I started running it short, and I just took my profits because it had just ran up because of the vaccine news. Yeah. So that that's that's why I don't get. I, I like I just like to I I don't I strategize based on like certain factors like that like. You know, the, the, it had just run up because everybody got excited about the vaccine is going to make people, you know, move around a certain type of way. And then as soon as Warner Brothers was just like, well, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? We want the money. It started, you know, getting a hit. But I had already took the profit off the table. This conversation inspired me to get out of the house today, by the way. <laughs> just like I've only been out of the house a couple times this week. And now I'm like, I need to get out of the house today instead of taking a nap. But you're right, man. Like. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 I'm no, tired. No, I'm tired. No, 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 me too, man. Like, like, let's get like. I don't want to because we'll start talking like we talk on the telephone and forget that we're recording. But I mean, again, thank. <laughs> but God that's kind of part of the charm of our show. Is it does sound like we're just conversating, conversing. I'm told you, I'm tired. Um, here, I just got a couple pieces of news, and then we can talk about the G4 thing. Um, ultimate perspective on the movie stuff, though, is look, and I suffer from this, and I have to remind myself of this. It can be really, really super comfortable when you work from home to stay at home and to never leave. But you brought up a good point that I needed a reminder of today. In order to grow, in order to become a better person, we have to put ourselves in uncomfortable moments and uncomfortable situations. I got to get back to being uncomfortable. That's what a workout is. It's being uncomfortable for an hour or whatever a day. I'm 100% on board. All right, let's do some more news here. Uh, just a few things um, real quick. Uh, the lead devs from Dave's Gone have left the Sony, Sony Ben studio. So the Dave Gone developer, I'm assuming that they're probably going to start their own development team. Um, they've all left at similar times. Um, so that's probably going to look for more news coming from that. Um Let's see what else we got. Uh, PS5 comes out top in mass a month for console sales. Of course it does. Um, PlayStation Store's end of the year deals promotion is starting today. So that was four days ago. My bad. So anyway, they're starting to have some end of the year deals um, for all the Assassin's Creed, Control, God of War. If you still haven't played God of War, that was our 2018 game of the year. Go play it. It's fantastic. Monster Hunter World, Ratchet & Clank. Ratchet & Clank's an underrated... That's an underrated gem on the PS4. I think me and you both talked about that game to death, about how great that, that game. game is. Um, 
let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, Control almost certainly coming to Games Pass. We already knew that was there. Uh, first nude mod was just released for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, if you want to get that nude mod, Todd, you're on PC. You can make all the characters nude if you want to. Um, of course, good lord, the PC community is simultaneously beautiful and completely twisted. Um, I'm just saying, they really are. Um, Keanu Reeves has played Cyberpunk 2077 and he loves it. That's the only review I need. Good old Keanu. The man everybody trusts, John Wick. Don't take a CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk game. I'm just saying. An eight-year-old has just joined an eSports team for Fortnite and signed a $33,000 signing bonus. Good God, man. Um, and then Bethesda executives admit that they have let people down with Fallout 76. Only took you two years. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm proud of them for that. And BioWare is in the shit. Uh, we're losing some some old vets that that uh, I'm kind of. Bioware magic about. is starting to disappear a little bit. We'll see though, man. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what they how they do this remake. Of Look, the, uh, I'm gonna play it too. Anthem 2.0. I'm. A, I will still forever say this about Anthem. People gave that game crap. I will forever be on the side of was there problems with that game? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Was that a unique gaming experience that I enjoyed for the 20 hours that I put into it? Yes, it was. I did. I liked it. Yeah, it was. I mean, yes, it's kind of like that shitty fun. Like, I'm trying to... What what was a game back in the day that, like, wasn't the best game? It was just kind of... It was just kind of fun? Like Super Nintendo, Sega. I'll go back to Duke Nukem 3D. That game's not the best game. That game was not Doom. It had humor in it, but it was... It had bad hitboxes on it. It was there was kind of some trash moments in that game overall. It was really just you know what underdeveloped. As I said that I just realized I sound like an anthem apologist. It, it was no, a, no, it no, no. But you you have a point though. Like there like are I had, Vector I, Man yeah. for Sega. Vector Man. Vector for Man. Sega. That's a great. But see, I think what it is is I was I'm so I was so ultimately pissed off about Destiny One. I will shit on Destiny 1 with any other game that comes out like yeah. no matter how shitty it is. So it's just like, well, to me, in my mind, it's like, well, Anthem's not as bad as that. It's fucking Destiny 1. Fuck it. I like it. <laughs> You're not wrong, though. You're not wrong. I did not like Destiny 1. Not the not vanilla. Not vanilla Destiny 1. What they I, did to update it, it was good. But I think the best aspects of it like when people talk about it like some every game has like a good aspect because even destiny one had a good was a good shooter built in there so that's why it made destiny two good anthem just wasn't finished it just it, it was missing so much it needed to cook it needed to cook but if you had an imagination and you played with friends or or you just were looking for you didn't have to necessarily play with friends you just had to be a weirdo like me in a sense and you want a little bit of customization yeah. in and whatever you could find fun in that game um well it also it, what what people don't give it enough credit for is that world that you go into the art style in there it was a pretty world it was gorgeous like the world they designed like it deserves another chance it deserves the remake opportunity 
I mean, it, now, if they shit, the, if they fuck it up in this one, yeah. and it just they just can't make it fun because they almost had it, then okay, like I'll completely dump on it. But any game like this is better than Destiny One to me, and I think mm-hmm. that we finally got to the root of, of why this keeps coming up. So I appreciate your your ear, bro. Like I should, I probably owe you some money. No, no, no. You know what game's better than Vanilla Destiny One? Night e- Trap, ET, and Night Trap, both better than Vanilla. You know what? I'm tired of people dumping on E.T. It was a better I game mean, than they remember. I started up the news again, but we got to go, man. My, my, my dog is on the way. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, let's 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 talk. let's let's get on to this. Speaking of John Wick, go to my Instagram when you get a chance. Go to back to right before the pandemic started, before I started the, the new gig where I was wearing the suit. And I said I was thinking about getting a dog. Man, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. All right, let's move on to this G4 conversation. So, over the holiday, G4 reunited, hosted by Ron Funches, and simultaneously reminded us all about exactly what it was we missed about G4. How did I not see this until now? You know who triggered me to watch this? Wesley. I was He posted something about it on Facebook. Old school OGG STT tribe member Wesley. He posted about the G4 special, and I went back and watched it. And I was immediately reminded of just how much damn G4 I used to watch. Like, like between Cheat um, and Attack of the Show and X-Play and all of those things before they ruined it with Cops reruns and all that stuff they used to, you know, basically they admitted to it. It was a badly Ninja run Warrior. network. Yeah, Ninja Warrior. Most Extreme Challenge. You remember when they had that on there too? Like that introduced how many people to the gaming like like and they made a point on there that I'll never forget and I didn't even think about is nobody had ever broadcast inside E3 before until then that was kind of the first like major TV network to show you and I used to just man that was like the Super Bowl week for me man was watching that E3 coverage on G4 and I absolutely loved every minute of it and I'm so excited it's coming back but like it brought me to a bigger thought of like there was a time and a place where gaming was considered part of like the dork culture, the nerd culture. And I think G4 was primarily responsible for transitioning that into like mainstream. And I don't think G4 ever got enough credit for being the network that it was. Um, well, and with gamers, I think it did. Yeah, with gamers, with gamers like, it did. I think I think it did, and which reminds me, real quick, G four reminds me of this. I think we talked about it in the Patreon, the decriminalization of marijuana, or whatever. But you we were did. right. Yeah. I, you were right. I don't think it's gonna pass either. We'll see. Um, but no, bro. Like, yeah, like you, like you said, I, I think you are right that it didn't get enough credit. But I also think they admitted it, and you just said it as well. It was also a poorly run network. Which yeah. Really, the only re- the fans were the reason why that that network was successful and is it coming back like, in, in spite of itself, right? And it's something that has I think when you brought this up, it was just like, damn, this is a direct correlation with how me and you started this show. A hundred percent. It was just like the different people. You realize, like, okay, there was some underrepresentation in G four, but that's across the board, and I'm not mad at it. Like. They even with that, it still felt like it represented, and it's dope that they bringing it, trying to bring it back, or bringing it back yeah. in the way that they're bringing it back. I mean, it's just so much fun, and just the the assholeish, asinine, crazy, ridiculous shit that we talk about uh, 
here, I mean, we're going back and watching clips of the characters from G4. I mean, that's just a part of the culture. That's uh, who we are, man. Like, some of that right. humor, like... Even down to the fact, before we started recording, when I moved out here, I talked about this show all the time. I mean, talked about this story all the time, but for new listeners or whatever, or people that don't remember, one of the inspirations for us doing the gaming podcast was, I mean, my first few couple of years out here, I didn't even know that QuakeCon existed until my homeboy JP was just like, hey, man, we need to go to this... Uh, it's like a, a large land party. It's like a con thing. You can go, like, part of it is free, whatever. I was like, okay, we'll check it out. Come to find out. It was like my first QuakeCon at the Gaylord. I go in there, you know what I mean? And lo and behold, I get my bracelet, and there's a video game panel. And who the fuck is at the video game panel at my first QuakeCon? Who? Adam motherfucking Sessler. Hell to yeah. the point where we took photos and shit with guns and his like Doom statue that they always put at QuakeCon's, whatever Doom is out. And it was just like spitting game like Adam Sessler. You know what I'm saying? And it was like so dope because it was just like, oh shit. They got, I think Morgan might have been there, but I just, I, I can, I remember Adam Sessler being there, being like, oh, this is fire. And then I started thinking to myself, like, gaming, it really is aging in a proper way. Like Sean Connery, it is. like, you, I don't have to be 22 years old anymore to talk about games. It's beyond that point now. Like you got Adam Sessler up here just doing a con, hanging out, and I, and gaming has never really been like that. But it did in his youth. It seemed like it was more of a like young dumb thing. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. People now used to call like, it a waste of time. Right, and it's not. Right. It's a genuine like, hobby. It's 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 a genuine love and a passion. I mean, me and you have a passion for this that. I mean, because we talked about this before, but it's not just about like, it's not just about the game. It's about the community and what it brings you through and the story and the, like we've played as thousands upon thousands of different characters in video games. The number of stories we've engaged in or participated in, the community that is built around this little show of ours, like... It's about that, man. It's about finding, and they say it on the reunion special. It's about finding the things that bring us together, and the exactly. things that we love. And and again, to go back, it's kind of to the conversation we we're having before about how it's it's great to have the option and the choice of being able to stay inside or be outside and be uncomfortable versus comfortable. And for me, one of the experiences that G4 also introduced me to were conventions that I didn't know existed in general, and to go from that to like being able to be a media representative of skip the tutorial at a QuakeCon myself a few years later with you yep. uh, and be outside and be uncomfortable but finding the comfortability in being like wow like we I'm around my like-minded people and look what a broad spectrum this is like in real life and and I miss that shit like I missed the fuck out of that this year that's why I was so glad and inspired to see them kind of bring it back together it kind of brought some some normalcy because that's an example of like yeah you know it's nice to have all this digital stuff but there's whole economies built around this and that's like the one thing that I did feel comfortable doing and it's like I'm trying to see how that's going to come back and and how agile am I going to be in that environment and how comfortable am I going to be now as opposed to then. But in the between time, you know, as I, I split off and digress a bit, uh, now nah, the content was still there. The entire the vibe of the reunion was still there. And I'm super excited, especially just to hear them talk about games. 
because they didn't even get into the games. They was just giving us straight like skits and history and shit. Like, yeah, Adam Sessler knows his games. Like, he's a legit writer. They know what the fuck is talking about. Speaking of pop culture as well, you know what I'm saying? The whole nine. Olivia Munch speaking of Buddhism. Like, I'm excited. Yeah, Olivia Munch, Kevin Pereira, uh, Morgan Webb coming back. Like, like the idea, and then you bring in Xavier Woods, who single handedly tied together WWE and video games. Like through the New Day tag team, like the guy would come out and like after they won a match, he had a trombone and he would play the Final Fantasy victory theme. Like the dude is a legit ranked Street Fighter player. Like the guy knows his stuff and he's going to be one of the new hosts on the show. And the fact that it's not even going to be just like web based only. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, well, surely it's just going to be like YouTube or whatever. But no, they're bringing back a whole network. Like oh, they are, so they are bringing back an entire gaming network. They're going to do entire gaming they're network do it right this time. That's dope. Yes. That's fire as fuck. Yeah, and their slogan this time is "We never stop playing," and that gave me chills, bro. All we right, never so stop playing. Out. Check this out in the tribe. If you made it to this point, we fucking love you. And the secret of, of this is this is all our whole episode is a ploy to get G Force to notice us some kind of impossible way. Yes, include us in what the fuck they got going on. I don't know if we'll figure out a way to uh. I tweeted oh, out the other day, is it too late for G4 to pick us up? <laughs> damn it, damn it, booty is Bob, man. I still owe you $26.67, so we can't do a giveaway at this point until I honor that. Um, but, yeah, that's what this is. Yes, let them let know. Let them know. We want to be there. We want to be there for this because we never stop playing either. And we never will because this is this is our life, man. This is our passion in life. And the reality, dude, I'm not, is, playing, I'm not playing right now. I never stopped playing. No, nuts. I mean, I might stop playing at some point. It's not my life. It's <laughs> something I enjoy in my life, Brian. It's something I enjoy in my life. It's what? My dog is my life. Your and, dog is uh, your life now. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I just hit the but rock blunt. I'm sorry. No worries. But this is the oh, thing, nice. man. Like we are like, this is a passion that will forever be. And we're, we're going to be here, man. Skip the tutorial. Like, we never stop playing, and we never will stop playing, and neither do G4. I'm just excited, man, that they're even coming back in any way. Like, I miss my X-Play days. Like, I used to go to them and watch, like, reviews and stuff. Even when I was dead broke and didn't have a gaming system, like, and I was playing, like, games on my cell phone, like GBA games, like, I still had it recorded, like, on my dad's old DVR system, I would still record X play every single week in attack of the show. And I'd watch it all the time. I would constantly watch it, dude. And I, I was watching G4 TV back before then when it was still tech TV, like I was still watching right. it when it was tech TV back in the day. Right. Like, and I miss, and you remember when they were supposed to become Esquire network and right. like that all burned out and stuff. I'm just happy. Yeah, man. Radio Shack was still around. We're old, so we are I'm old. Glad they bring it to that, but but again, though, look how dope it is for them to come back and still be talking about games and how player it is that they do. It. We ain't even talk about the Chris Hardwick shit, uh, you know, and how that elevated. He was able to transition over into other things that are geeky gaming, and now yep. like you can grow up into. Like he went from a gaming network to professionally talking about, you know, uh, the uh, zombie fucking shit that Walking Dead. I just hit the Walking Dead. Thank you. I used to love watching that show. Me too. Which is also had a good comic book and also had a good video game. Great and comic that's the book. Shit that I enjoy as well because they also started out talking about what the fuck they like, and it would not be fair for us not to pay homage to the things that help put this tribe that we love that is extremely unique to motherfucking gather. 
I'm extremely excited to hear about what these people have been playing. I'm extremely excited to hear about if they have any opinions at all about G4. Did we waste the episode before Cyberpunk 2077? I'm going to have a fat ass Chasey Ellis if I, I'm going to probably make multiple characters besides my main. Um, but yeah, um, I'm excited about the G4. So more to the story. And they, got a, and they got a black guy that can carry the tokenism strong. Yeah. Xavier Woods, welcome to G4. I think Ron Funches ought to be a part of it too. That guy's hilarious. All jokes aside, I was being funny. That was like the least tokeny ending to that. I love yeah. the way they did the introduction. Personally, that was actually that was dope. dope. Like when he busts in and saves the day, and my whole thing with the Ron Funches, just like the way he would just look at the camera and just like, yes, we are coming to Act Four. Like Ron Funches cracks me up though, man. And Ron Funches is a legit gamer. He's been on the Giant Beast cast and the Giant Bomb cast multiple times, and. I've heard him talk about video games, and he's a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian, but he's also a legit hardcore gamer too. Which reminds me, man, I'm having I'm addicted to Valhalla. I'm making poor decisions so I can have more time to play games, so I can <laughs> do more shit with this in case we get on G4. I'll be ready. Me too. Please, yeah. Hashtag G4 and some four four people, please. But anyway, <laughs> hashtag STT meets G4 TV. There see were, if it was a, if it was the cons going on, we could probably meet them motherfuckers. You see what I'm? You see the giving? Yes, take? yes. We need to. We need to. But that's been this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast on HBO Max. Uh, make sure to check us out, or if you agree or disagree with our opinions, stt underscore pod on Twitter, facebook.com backslash Skip the Tutorial Pod, Gmail Skip the Tutorial Podcast at gmail Instagram.com backslash Skip the Tutorial Pod. Um, also, we have that Patreon five dollars a month will get you access to four bonus shows a month. So go check that out. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know what your thoughts and opinions are on the show. Leave us an iTunes review. Five stars and a review, and uh, we'll love you forever. Um, uh, I may give you a hug if I see you, but not until I get the vaccine and you get the vaccine. That's how this works. And I hope that shit don't give people frog legs, man. I was thinking it was going to give make people zombies. I thought that would be the next step. That's fentanyl. It's already doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's, anyway. That dude at 7-Eleven, I saw that video online. He was literally falling asleep at 7-Eleven while serving people. Uh, but yes, anyway, moving on. Uh, Sounds like you right now and me right now trying to end this show. I'm about to go to sleep, that's for sure. And then I'm going to go wake up, I'm going to get out of the house, and I'm going to be uncomfortable, and I'm going to go to Half Price Books. And that's what's going on. That's what's happening. So I'm confused, man. It's time I'm, for nappy time. Can we, look, okay, you always have to do it, man. This was the end of the show, so I just want everybody to know to stay humble, like we always say. And Brian, Stay humble. I hope you have sweet, sweet dreams about soft titty meat. Oh, I always do. I always do. All right, as we always do, stay humble. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night.